Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier, where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Ruben Vardnian. Ruben is the founder and CEO of Jumag. Welcome to the podcast, Ruben. Thanks for hosting, Mike. So, Ruben, I mean, tell me a little bit about how you got to found uh, Jumag. You know, what, what was your career version and what inspired you to start the product? Yeah, that's an interesting story. So, Jumag was founded back in 2010 during the heyday of blogging when platforms like Blogger and WordPress, as you recall, were incredibly popular. So our goal at this time was to create a platform that would enable people to create visually stunning, authoritative content, essentially digital magazines. And that's how we got started. At first, we focused on working with self-publishing and small businesses, but over time, we grew to serve a wider range of clients, eventually amassing over 1 million customers. And as we evolved, we discovered that our platform provided the most value to the established companies, so we pivoted to focus more on serving the upmarket. So right now, we're more or less working with uh, mid-market enterprise companies uh, in B2B space. So fundamentally moved from that, that SME-type product into to something that's you know, much more mid-market, maybe you know, much bigger customers, but uh, perhaps slightly fewer of them. Exactly, because we see that uh, the biggest value we're providing, we have a huge platform, and the biggest value we're providing were more for an established brands where they already know have the digital strategy, they know what they are doing, or they have this big initiative and they just need the right tools and the right expertise to get off the ground. So that's why we concentrated where we are the best at, and that's basically the larger companies. So you're you're creating effectively a, a, a magazine-type platform. I mean, can you talk about exactly what GMAG does and what problem it solves? In a nutshell, Jumag enables companies to effortlessly create, distribute, and measure interactive publications that perform. We like to use the term perform because it basically highlights the ultimate goal of creating digital content, right? So our approach is twofold. We focus not only on simplifying the publishing process and enhancing the workflow for companies, but also on providing readers with a smooth experience on how they receive, consume, absorb, and interact with content. This is like a crucial point on differentiating for us uh, before uh, no matter how well-crafted the content is on the company side, if it fails to resonate with the audience, it will not achieve its desired results at the end of the day, right? That's interesting. I, you know, I totally appreciate that. You've, got a, you've effectively got two customers, the paying customer who you're going to help create the content. But if the readers don't engage with the publication... That, that's going to be a problem. I mean, how do you find the attitude towards online publications? Because we're all kind of used to, you know, downloading PDFs in B2B. So how do readers respond to a Jumag publication? That's an interesting question. So Jumag publication is basically a visually immersive publication, right? So it's like a specific medium. So digital publications or online publication, how we call them, they are not here to replace, let's say, a website, or they are not here to replace a blog. They are not here to replace any other already created medium. And nowadays in this modern world, there are a bunch of mediums, right? From even the TikTok movies uh, up to any other media. So they are here to stay. And if we compare with PDFs, that's another question. So while ease of use and time efficiency are important goals, you see, but the ultimate objective is to basically ensure that the PDF files remain relevant and perform effectively in today's diverse digital landscape, right? 
So therefore, our focus is not simply on converting these PDF files to new formats, but on delivering engaging content that resonates with the intended audiences. And once the PDF is converted, you can further enhance the content by using our online editor or make updates as needed using our powerful online editor. So basically, we are in that vertical, and that's how we look at the things. And PDF is still there, but uh, I think PDFs became less relevant in today's mobile first world, as consumers increasingly prefer more user-friendly digital mediums for reading. And I'd say that additional, the PDF format was originally designed for offline use, while modern technology has shifted towards more cloud-based storage and accessibility. I, I mean, that's interesting. And, you know, we've had um, a couple of other guests on the podcast who've got other products that, that are aiming to provide something that, that's really the evolution of the PDF. I think one of the interesting things I'd like to understand is, you know, you do have this automatic conversion. You can basically give Jumag a PDF and, and get a an interactive publication from a, a couple of clicks. I, I mean, how well do you feel that works? And then how much effort do people have to put in to really get the uh, publication interactive and engaging? It's pretty much effortless. I mean, when you convert the publications through Jumek, it just takes a couple of minutes to get it converted. The biggest thing is that you just don't care about creating the digital replica, I would call them. Your ultimate goal is to make sure that they are mobile first as well in this mobile first world, right? And it basically means you still have to put more efforts in creating and engaging content at the end of the day. It includes creating even uh, either the adaptive version so that it works on all devices. Our software automatically does it, but you still have to tweak it a little bit because the PDF is not the best format uh, when it comes to the conversion. At the same time, for adding interactivity, as you mentioned, it just takes uh, a few clicks and it's a no-code solution. So anyone, doesn't matter whether you're a designer or a marketer or a sales rep, you're able to easily do it effortlessly just with a few clicks using our online editor. So in sense of that, it's pretty much easy to use. But uh, I would say the target should be not just by converting PDFs, but just making sure that those are usable for the end consumers you'll be delivering the ultimate content to. That's interesting. So I'm interested, are there features that people see in GMAG that, you know, they'll, they'll convert a PDF and then a lot of people say, well, we need to add that. Is there, is there something that, that really is the magic to get people engaged when they're reading? It was, yes, like five years ago, like you, people were just converting PDF files and just putting videos on top of that. Nowadays, people are more demanding. And I would say they are not just demanding in terms of having more interactivity, like animations or that kind of stuff. It's still nice to have, but it's not a necessity. But they are more interested in having something more personalized, I would say. Because nowadays, the consumers mm-hmm. have high expectations. It was not like a generic content they used to read before, let's say, five years ago, three years ago. Nowadays, they want everything very personalized. So that's uh, how social media channels, social media platform basically change it, right? So you follow something, some kind of topics, some kind of people, and just get whatever you subscribe for. So it works the same in this modern economy. And I would say the expectations of consumers, they switch from just nice to have actions with these full effects, just like when iPhones came out, right? So they have multi-touch, which was a big 
surprise for a bunch of consumers. But nowadays, like it's a it's a regular thing, and everybody has it. Same with these digital publications. I would say they're expecting to have more personalized content, and of course, more visual content because the idea of publications is not reading but seeing. So I would say, yeah, uh, having more gamification, more visual content. Uh, that's what makes it different, and it has to be personalized. That, that's really interesting. It sounds like you know what you're saying is that online publications have, when you're creating them, it's moved from, you know, looking at all the bells and whistles and the clever stuff, and actually trying to understand now what the audience wants and really customize for the audience. So it sounds like you know what people are doing with with these publications has changed a bit over the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's correct, and uh, that's what Jumex helps uh, publishers with to understand how the sentiments of the consumers are changing. So that's why, like, we're trying to cover the entire life cycle, not just the creation portion, of it, not just the delivery portion of it, but also the measurement portion. Uh, we have two-way measurement. It's not just the analytics; we just get a behind-the-scenes data on user behavior or uh, user engagement, but we also get direct feedback from the consumers. So we have a feedbacking tools. And let's say you can say on page five, hey, what do you think about the content on this page? What do you like, what do you dislike? And the system basically merges all those feedback together along with the analytical data. And that's what we provide eventually to the publishers to make the content so that they can shape the future content and make it better. So that, that's really interesting. You're, you're trying to understand what the, the readers are actually, you know, enjoying and, and what they find less helpful. I, I mean, is there then a process that somebody would go through to optimize a publication once they've got that data to make it more engaging? Oh, yeah, of course. So let's say for marketers, right? So marketers can leverage this reader behavior data in a variety of ways. And one example of this is seen in the retailers who use Jumix platform to create catalogs. Uh, the ultimate goal of these catalysts, of course, is to sell products to their existing customer base. In the U.S., we typically see it even we have this direct email being shipped to our post right, so that we see, hey, like uh, there is a brand, ABC, they are selling this stuff, this is the catalog, and they're still even sending 40-page printed publications to the recipients based on the zip codes or geotargeting or their existing customer base. They basically they want to sell more, right? So to understand how we help them, we also have to understand the back office, how the processes work there. So a team creates a selection of products from the retailer's inventory and categorizes them in the catalog. So this is a process when they have a dedicated team, dedicated people who are sourcing all those uh, items, right? By analyzing the behavioral data insights provided by Jumex platform, retailers can start to identify patterns in how different cohorts of customers engage with the catalog and which product categories resonate with them. So basically this allows retailers to personalize the content catalogs for different customer groups, tailoring the content to better meet their needs and interests. So the end result of this personalization approach is higher conversion rates, of course, as customers are more likely to engage with and purchase products that are relevant and interesting to them, right? And uh, this is just one example of how Jumex platform can help marketers to better understand their audience and optimize their content strategy for maximum results. And we have many other examples in corporate communication. We have many other examples in training and development. We have a bunch of other examples in lead generation, uh, lead nurturing, 
sales there. So it's basically everywhere because as a person who is creating the content, you're spending time, spending resources on creating the content, right? And in traditional publication, it's not just text, it's everything. The layout, the photos, the photography, you have to create the videos, you have to hire a photographer to do the photo shooting, you have to write a writer to create this text. So bunch of people and bunch of works and bunch of resources spent on just creating one piece or a few pieces of content. So that's why our ultimate goal is to make sure that those resources are efficiently spent and at the same time supporting these with, with the reader engagement. I mean, that sounds really good. It sounds like, you know, there's so much opportunity to to build this personalization around different personas or, or groups of audience. When you see customers doing that i mean how much of an uplift do you see in terms of personalized version versus a generic one is there a rule of thumb or is it something that varies from uh, customer to customer good question varies from customer to customer but the rule of thumb is the following first big company let's say they just want to move from print to digital that's the initial first baby step they are doing and the biggest difference is that when they were in print the process the the print lifecycle management is completely different stuff. You have internal team who is doing design, then they have to produce the print-ready publication, then to send it to the printers along with the customer details, with the shipping addresses. Then you have the production team who's making sure the quality assurance to make sure that the prints are being uh, with the right quality, with the right papers and stuff like that. Then you're sending this information to the FedEx or whatever shipping company it is to get it shipped. And then you're done. Yeah, uh, you just get a confirmation of receipt that the end user received the publication, the print publication, and that's it, right? When they move this to digital, like we call it digital transformation from print to digital, right? It's a completely different beast. And the way the team, the structure of the team you had, it completely changes right? It, it completely changes everything. And the first step is to educate companies how the digital world works, right? What do you have to keep track of that, you know, like before you just had a few metrics, number of recipients, the number of deliveries, and that's it. And then the ultimate result, let's say they have some coupons with the QR codes, they can track how many people are scanning the QR codes, that does it. Nowadays, in the digital area, you can track everything. And then, let's say, delivery is replaced with something else. Delivery equals sending emails, sharing on social media, and utilizing as many channels where your readers are. It's not just using one channel. Because, you know, like, uh, especially when people are uh, switching from print to digital, there are various age groups involved. And some of the age groups, they prefer, let's say, email channels. Other millennials or Gen Z, they prefer even TikTok, you know? So you have to make sure that you distribute the content with those relevant channels. And then it comes the content that the, we just start reading the content and then comes the measurement, right? So uh, the first thing is that basically the rule of thumb is number one, we help them to just transition from print to digital. That's number one. At that stage, the they have this big expectation, but they don't know what they're looking for. They're just getting used to it. The next step is professional advanced publishing, what we call it. They already were into this for a year, at least, and they already know what they want to measure and what they want to make it better, how they want to make it better. And typically, that's when they start personalizing the content. 
and it's very natural process, you know, like in data science, of course, the same, right? You have this big data, you have this analytics, and let's say hypothetically, you have three minutes reading time for the publication, right? Let's say you want to make sure that it goes to six minutes because the more they read, the more engaged they are, the more engaged they are, the more as they see, the more as they see, the more money you make or the more engaged they are, the more clicks they click. So whatever it is, so the, the ultimate result, the performance equals the more the engagement with the publication, right? It means the more time they spend on the publication. And how data analysts do it? So first they start breaking down based on the course and see, is there a target audience, let's say, is there a cohort who spent nine minutes on the publications? And typically the answer is yes, that a three minute average time equals like a small cohort which is spending seven minutes on the publication and another cohort which is spending just one minute on the publication and the average of those two segments comes up to three minutes, let's say. Mm -hmm. So you try to figure out, hey, for those people who spend just one minute, how could I do it better? What could I have done differently so that they spent also seven minutes rather than one minute, right? And if you change the entire content, typically keeping one universal content to basically make uh, all of the cores happy, it's almost impossible. So what do you do? You branch out your content. You keep the same content for the cohort, which has seven minute engagement, and you create another version of the publication for just the other cohort, which has 1.5 million, let's say, in engagement. And you do this A-B experiments, and the more you drill down further, the more personalization versions you create. So it doesn't necessarily has to be, personalization doesn't equal the, uh, the number of recipients you have equals the number of publications you should have. And personalization is, is always confused with just customizing the name or the company name in the publication. That's not the case of personalization. Personalization means that the end recipient receives the content they desire to engage with, they desire to read. That means personalization for us. And so that's why like the more um, proficient with the platform uh, the companies become, the more they start branching out the company, the more they start personalizing. So that's what we see. So, and the more years they are with Jumek, the more personalized versions we see. That That's fascinating. And I think, Personalization is definitely something that people are realizing makes a huge difference in terms of engagement, whether it's a publication or response rate or whatever. And it's interesting to hear how you're you're looking at it not from an individual point of view, but from a, a, a cohort point of view. So you're grouping people together. And I think that's that's something a lot of marketers might be quite keen to hear because it's less challenging than trying to think I've got to create completely custom versions for every single recipient. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so we pride ourselves on our ability to provide deep insights into the reader behavior, offering this unparalleled granularity and analysis. So that, that's why like this level of detail is one of our biggest selling points, actually. I mean, that's great. I'd like to, to, to jump almost to something completely different. I mean, you've talked about a lot of applications here from lead generation to lead nurturing to, to catalogs. But also, I mean, you have you have an ability in Jumag to actually sell publications. I mean, do you have independent publishers using the platform? And are they using the platform because they can get better results or better revenue than uh, other forms of distribution? That's right. Yeah, we have individual publisher like we even have small publishing houses uh, working with us. The rule of thumb is that you have to be serious about that. So it's not just something you're doing as a side project, but it has to be your primary project. Because small companies 
who are doing this as a side project or just doing this in a hybrid model, let's say they have print and digital or just doing this digital, uh, but like a small initiative, they are not willing to pay and invest money in this kind of solution. Uh, on the other hand, like work with us, it requires investment, not in the sense of uh, the funds because we are not that expensive, but in the sense of like spending time on working and using the data which we provide to make the content better. And this is something they have to do on their own. Like we are not in the position of changing the content or writing the content or producing the content because that's their job, not ours. But our job is to just provide with the right insights, right recommendations and suggestions based on the industry, the use case and the vertical they are in. But yeah, we have many associations using us for various purposes. Those who are making money out of the ads or those who are just gaining more subscribers. There's many brilliant good use cases who grew with us. Let's say they grew from just 5,000 subscribers to over 100,000 subscribers. We have very good use cases there. And yeah. That sounds great. I mean, yet, yet another use case for GMAG. I feel I have to move on. And um, I don't think we're allowed to do a podcast about anything to do with content without asking about AI. So I, I have to ask you, have you have you seen customers using AI to generate content on GMAG? And, and if you have, you know, have you been able to determine a difference in results versus using humans? Uh, uh, good question. Yeah, uh, we've seen customers using it. We also have started experimenting with AI-powered content generation ourselves. I would say while AI does not completely replace human input in the content creation process, we have found that it can significantly expedite the process, allowing more efficient content creation and faster time to market times. So we've recognized that the AI-powered content generation is still in the early stages and there is much to learn and explore in terms of its potential implications and limitations. But yeah, it's definitely there. It's going to revolutionize everything, the way we create, the way we consume content, and it will be part of our daily life pretty much soon. So it's interesting. So if we're, we're writers, we definitely need to up our game because uh, the competition's there from the machines. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. And it's not just for the writers, it's for everyone. Marketers, sales, like literally everyone. The support reps, why not? We're all in danger, as Elon Musk said once. <laughs> I, I really appreciate your time. I mean, I, there's so many other things I could ask, but um, is there anything else you feel we should have covered or anything uh, you feel people should know about the product? I believe we try to cover a lot of things, so hopefully people are happy with our podcast. Yeah, that's that's all. That's great. And I mean obviously Jumag is is a relatively low cost product to try, particularly if you're in a you know mid sized company or an enterprise. Presumably they just go to jumag.com if they want to to try the product. Exactly, yeah. Jumag.com, they can request the demo and give it a try. That's fantastic. And if people have got any questions about what you've said and, and you know, things you've talked about today, what would be the best way for them to actually get in contact with you? Oh, feel free to send me an email, uh, ruben at jumeg.com. I mean, Ruben, thank you very much. It's been, been very interesting, very insightful. And I, I love all our discussion about personalization. I think that's, that's going to be really helpful to people. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, too. Thanks for hosting. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.